0: Hi and welcome to Union Matters, the NSGU podcast. My name is Mary and I'm going to be your host for today. I'm a member of Local 43, which represents the Lab Workers of Canadian Blood Services. I'm really excited to be at the NSGU building here in Burnside where I will be participating in the NSG Women's Conference. Um, I have presenters who were panelists, or actually they weren't you guys weren't really panelists. you kind of were talking to us about periods. Um, so we have Erin Casey and Joan Helson. Um, pretty exciting talk here at the Women's Issue Conference. Um, so you're from Dignity Period. Gonna tell me a little bit what that is, and tell our members who are like, "What? Yeah. You're so talking about
1: periods? We are talking about. I talk about periods all the time. It's uh, so Dignity Period is a campaign that I started this fall um, to help address period poverty in Nova Scotia. So, period poverty, quite simply, is the inability to afford menstrual hygiene supplies, pads, and tampons, uh, and typically. People who experience period poverty experience it on a monthly basis. It's an ongoing problem.
0: No. no, absolutely. I know that it's, a, I think, a serious issue that people don't often talk about is how do you, you know, I, I, I'm I, a diva cup lady myself, Me which too. a lot of people don't actually want to talk about. But I was like, God damn it all, I'm never paying for another package of tampon or pads again. Um, so... There you go, NSGU members. That's what I, uh, <laughs> I
1: use now. You probably know more than you needed out. to the know. You heard it here first. <laughs>
0: well, it's funny because um, I was talking with one of my coworkers, and again, it's it's I w- you know NSGU. We're a large number of women. A lot of us work directly with women, so I think it's something that happens <laughs> in a lot of workplaces. Is we're all kind of synced up, and we were talking about diva cups, and we were talking about how. We really feel like one of the, you know, it would be great to have a campaign to just buy people diva cups. Um, what, and, and campaign so campaign does exist, And then actually. to find out that this actually does exist. Yep. And so that that's my friend.
1: Well, that's my friend Suzanne Lively, actually. So she does a campaign called Friendly Divas to raise money to buy diva cups for women in need. Um, and so I've collected donations of pads and tampons for the last couple of Christmases among my own friends and colleagues, but decided this fall to follow Suzanne's lead and do a sort of a provincial campaign to collect disposable products for women... Across the province, um, and because reusable cups aren't the solution for everybody for a whole range of oh, reasons, no, absolutely. And so I just thought, you know, this is something that. Uh, women should not be um, essentially slaves to their biology. It's not fair. So people with periods should not have to miss out and not participate in work and in life and in school because they can't afford the things they need to manage their period. Um, So what I'm asking people to do, quite simply, is have pad parties. So that could be anything from, uh, you know, a coffee party, a cocktail party, uh, a little party in your office, an online party, and you ask your guests to bring donations of pads and tampons, and then uh, I will match you with a Feed Nova Scotia member organization near you to drop off those donations. So typically, I don't even touch the donations. They just I just get people organized and set up, ask them to register their party just so I can keep track of how awesome we're doing with this, and report back to all the people that are helping. So I, re- I literally have, at this point, probably hundreds of volunteers working on this across province in the form of pad parties no that's super exciting so
0: if our members want to have one of these pad parties where do they look to find your
1: contact information so um, the first thing they should do is come and like our Facebook page so If you just put at dignity period campaign in your Facebook search bar, uh, you'll find us and just like us. And there's all kinds of information and videos of me talking about this. So uh, if you haven't had (laughs) enough of me today, you can. Well, well, I can say that you are completely engaging.
0: I think you had, I think one of the most active conversations after your talk and talking to you. Um, So all of the members, who were attending the Women's Issue Conference were just talking periods. And that's what happens,
1: though. No, absolutely. And and,
2: and it is really, uh, what's really awesome is that the conversation went from, you know, talking about what kinds of parties can we have, parties can we have, how do I set this up, to really talking about ways that we can change the game, ways that we can um, uh, introduce Gender equality issues that are related to having periods. Because if you have to sit home and miss out on school, on work, you know, how do, how can we uh, how can we address that beyond um, this? This Erin and I both know that this is a band-aid solution. That providing people with pads and tampons is really essential, just like providing people with access to food banks. Um, but at the same time. How do we move beyond that to a more comprehensive solution? And that was what was really exciting about listening to the members. Is you could see that their wheels are churning, and when you have a powerful group of women talking about empowering other people to make to we, that that ripples out, and that changes. No, that can absolutely. change the whole world. You know, I mean, to not to be grandiose, but it really has that kind of excitement about it. Well,
0: I think this is a worldwide issue. Is women and periods. And, you know, I know myself personally, you know, I grew up, we were really poor. And I remember being embarrassed to being like, you know, asking for period products. It's something, and I think it's something that we have to look at too in schools is, you know, oftentimes schools have these supplies, but you actually have to go and you have to ask for them. Where really, I feel like every public washroom really should have a pile of products it male female unisex, really, every bathroom should have it because. Over half the
1: population has periods. Well, they should. This, these products should be absolutely be universally accessible. And there are countries in the world that are doing that, that are providing free products to people with periods. And Scotland is one of them, and there are others as well. Uh, and it, right here in Halifax, Mount Saint Vincent University, in at the end of August, announced that they were going to supply uh, free products to all their all students who need them. Yeah, no, and it's amazing. And actually,
0: one of the initiatives of the Women's Issues Committee. Uh, was to actually put, uh, you know, period products in all of the members' bathrooms. So if you were here at the NSGU building in Burnside today, I went in and I was like, woohoo! if I start my period unexpectedly, which apparently now happens now that I've hit 40
2: and
0: (laughs) I'm feeling like a teenager again. (laughs) Welcome to my world.
2: Yes, it's... uh, (laughs) And there were some great ideas from the floor, things like um, not only providing period products, but um, in in, uh, high schools or in junior highs, having uh, packages of uh, underwear available. That was a fantastic uh, uh, sharing that came out of that. Um, ways to foster communication so that people can pick up on where the deals might be when you're buying pad products. I mean, there were a bunch of, you could just, we could have gone on and on. There was so many great ideas coming like, out of yeah. that group. I felt like we could have talked about it was, that all it day. It was really impressive.
0: No, it was, it was an exciting conversation. And I think, you know, we really, you know, one thing that you said was we have to get over this embarrassment about talking about our periods. Why does it have to be this shameful secret thing? It's something that happens for, let's face it, a damn big chunk of your life. Over 50%
2: of the population for over, say... 30 40 years. I'm going know, on 25
1: 26 so, years yeah. now, so it's well yeah. one of one of the things I hope will come out of this is uh, that we start to chip away at that stigma. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, having a period is a normal healthy part of life. Yeah, I actually worry when I don't of get course, my period. Of course you do. <laughs> it's like what's going on? Right, I exactly. Miss it. So, I had a friend years ago who used to say, "Oh, I like getting my period. It's like my little monthly checkup and I know everything's okay." You know, and uh, and I think it's getting better, but I, I think we need to, the more we talk about it and the more we normalize it, the easier it's going to be for people to talk about it and talk about what they need. Because, you know, it's one thing to, if you're visiting your food bank every three weeks, say, and you need to, and, and that's part of your life, and maybe you get used to doing that. Uh, but even to go that next step and go to the food bank and maybe ask that male volunteer for pads and tampons. Like, you're probably not going to want to do that. Maybe. I don't know. But I think it's just really important for access, not just to have things available financially, but to take the stigma away so that people can ask for what they need.
0: No, absolutely. I know um, I have a friend who was homeless for when she was a youth and for basically from the time she was about 16 until she was in her early 20s and the stories she had of trying to deal with her period while being in a precarious living situation it just adds this layer that like I can't even imagine like some of the stuff she's talking about you know like fat trying to fashion her own tampons out of like pieces of material or toilet paper or how do you deal with that and the shame and the stigma of it and if you can't afford you know period products and they're damn expensive and i've they had men i've expensive. had men say to me like Oh well, you know why you know, and and be kind of defensive about it. Like oh well, you know, but it's like really, if you actually go out and pay, think about how much money women spend. Well, it'd on be their like period. saying you
2: would not, you would never hear uh, a person, uh, uh, regardless of their gender, say toilet paper is a luxury, and no. you know, you. I mean, no. we we know that that that's an essential, and it, and it's um, so important to be able to say. That I have, not only do I not have to worry about that, um, worry about where that money's going to come from to be able to buy that product, but also now I can, um, I could talk about it freely, I could say to somebody that's a concern of mine, but when we, when we start to make these ripples, maybe we can get people who have the ability to make change, like uh, groceries, imagine going in the grocery store and being able to get your, produ- your, your period products for, for free. Yeah. Or for greatly reduced cost.
0: I almost feel like it's equivalent to, I mean, I know it's one of the things, and, and people might find this a little bit of a stretch, but we're talking about, you know, pharmacare and free drugs for all, things that are essential to our lives, you know, to keep us healthy. Having period products is part of keeping... Women healthy. Yes, of
1: course
0: it is,
2: and
1: you
0: know, and it also
2: contributes to um, a healthier workplace and a healthier school environment because I can, I don't have to worry about can I go to school today? Can I go to work today? I don't have to worry about those kinds of issues because I know that I have a support system in place where everybody says this is normal. This is this is how we encourage each other to be healthy and 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 to um, to have a healthier community. No, absolutely. And I think, it's, I think it is a real
0: issue in Nova Scotia because we have, we have a real poverty issue and just having
1: to spend that extra money. Yeah. Well, and- I'll throw, I'll, I haven't thrown my statistics at you yet, Mary, but so it's one in six households in Nova Scotia are food insecure, which means they can't regularly afford healthy, nutritious food. So we know that the case would then be that they also probably can't afford Personal care products, uh, and thirty percent of, or I guess one third of Canadian women under twenty five, have trouble affording menstrual supplies. One in seven girls misses school because she doesn't have menstrual supplies. So this is it's it's, it's a health issue. It's an economic issue. Oh, it's an equality issue. It's it's all of these things, and uh, and it's a the other thing is that it's fixable.
0: No, absolutely, and I think it's one of those systemic barriers that are in place for women actually advancing in the workplace, and society, and education, because, you know, this is just yet another barrier that's in place. And so it, I, I, that's why I really wanted to grab you and pull you onto the podcast, because, you know, I think this really does need to be a union movement. And so I really hope that our members, you know, have lots of pad parties, and you get flooded with product <laughs> because, well, it's it's it is kind of a you know band aid or a sticking a pad on it, sorry. Yeah. you know, that's yeah. right. Stop the <laughs>
2: stop the flow. Um, but no, <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry <laughs> I apologize. I was, uh, but this, I mean, this is one of the conversations <laughs> that Erin and I had, which is exactly unions have historically been traditional movers and shakers. They have been. Uh, responsible for changing workplace environments and changing communities, for you know, well, I mean, decades and decades. No, and I mean, and this is why it's so exciting to 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 you know introduce this and and have automatic re- reception. I mean, people were not only receptive to it, but they knew, you know, there's an un- an innate understanding from this group of women. That was
1: really, you know, very exciting. Very, yeah, very exciting. So there's almost 22,000 of you. Yeah, in, absolutely. In,
0: and I can say that I don't know that I know anyone who's had a period who hasn't had one of those moments where you've been like, oh, mm, yeah. do you have a tampon or right. do you have a pad? Now and imagine gas- that you
2: have one of those moments every month. And the, and the reason why is not because you didn't bring anything with you and it was an unexpected visit from your friend, but it was the fact that you knew right at the beginning of the month that when that time comes, you won't have the money. Or
0: the that. people who know, oh, crap, I'm going to get my period yeah. next week and
2: I don't have the money yeah, for it. I guess I'll be staying home. Oh, yeah. If if I can, and, you know, and then you raise the, the point of, you know, uh, experience people who experiencing homelessness, which was, you know, another one of your um, presenters, um, and and again, this is a, a an issue. These these all kind of make quite the um, awful mix. So if we can do something about ending period poverty, you know, that's one one last thing.
1: And one more thing I'll say is what I have found over the last few years is that women really love to help other women in this very direct way. So when you say to someone, imagine what it would be like to have your period and not have any gear and not have any way to get any gear. And people just, you know, they're horrified. And and so women, I think, really love that feeling of I'm buying this product. It's going to go right to somebody who really needs it. So it's it feels really good. No, absolutely. And
0: I like I said, thank you so much for letting me drag you into a little room. <laughs> I, that's how I, I introduced myself. I was like, can I drag you into a room? And they're like, what?
1: I don't get asked that every day, Mary. No, it's, no. It's, it's, <laughs> I feel it was a special moment between <laughs> us. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, yeah, thank well, you. Well,
0: thank you again. And uh, we'll make sure that we uh, put in the description of the podcast how to get in touch with you. Um, but the Facebook group Dignity Period. And it looks like you have a
1: hashtag Period Poverty Scotia or sorry, NS. Yes. So my, yeah, the hashtag I use most frequently is Period Poverty NS. And you can find us on Facebook at Dignity Period Campaign. Awesome. I looked it up. I typed in Dignity Period. You popped
0: right up and I liked you. And I like you guys. Thank so you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I really look forward to uh, having a pad party and... Uh, getting involved so thanks a million
1: okay, bye. you've been listening to union matters nsgeu's podcast series we hope you've enjoyed it please don't forget to subscribe and if you have any ideas comments or questions let us know by sending us an email to communications at nsgeu.ca or call us toll-free at 1-877-556-7438 where you can join our NSGU facebook page and post comments there See you again soon.